Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and support the Los Angeles Intergroup. Starting August 21st, Serenity Sunday will be held live at Roxbury Park in Beverly Hills. However, we are going to continue our podcast and the virtual version of this meeting. If you would like to contribute to the live meeting in order to keep this service running, you can do so via Venmo at Serenity Sunday. The last four digits of the phone number are 6255. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. Hi, I'm Julie. I am a compulsive overeater and your leader for this meeting. Hi. Oh, it's now time for me to qualify for 20 minutes. Hey, Julie, um, it's Kelly. I'm your, I'm your yeah. timer. How would you uh, like your time? Okay. Let me know after five minutes and then after 12 minutes. I think that gives me three left, although I'm not good at math. Okay, five and then 12. Okay, good morning. Thank you, Lewis. I'm happy to be the inaugural speaker on our on our trip home here. So um, how, it, how it was, what happened, and how it is now. So I don't want to spend too much time on how it was, because I know we all have a lot of the, the same experience, but I will say, um, my, my upbringing, well, I never say I was raised. I grew up somehow, but I, there was no raised, you know, no guiding hand. Um, my brother and I were free range children. Um, so it was pretty wacky, but what I did know from a very early age was that I was wrong. My body was wrong. My being therefore was wrong. Um, I learned shame about my body at an early age. Uh, my parents were very narcissistic. Um, and I, I used to say, well, you know, people say their folks did the best they could. Well, my didn't, and it's just a fact. And um, I've, I've kind of changed that a little bit. But in any case, I was always on a diet. I was always measured. My food was always looked at different um I look at pictures and I I you know friends say you were like a normal kid but I I can't see it um the world was promised to me my dad would have done anything for me to lose weight and bargained with me a lot he paid for grad school he paid for tennis lessons when I was getting my condo all my friends were like well isn't your dad gonna help you with a down payment which I guess that's like written in the scripture or something and you know I just said hey if a house would make me skinny he'd buy me a mansion in Bel Air mm -hmm. now I I have an amazing relationship with both my parents which um when I was in my early 20s I decided that forgiveness realized that mm -hmm. forgiveness was something I was doing for myself um and that I wanted them in my life and um, they recently passed, and I can say that I had nothing left to say to them except thank you and I love you, which is a real gift. Um, so tons of diets, up and down, blah, blah, blah. Once got really thin about where I am now, 
on Nutrisystem by um, binging on heads of lettuce, even though I didn't know that's what I was doing. I gained it back. Well, and then it didn't happen. I didn't get the guy. I didn't get the job. I didn't get all the, you know, all the cash and prizes that were promised to me. Um, I thought, did I work this hard just to get to zero? I did my part. Universe, what the fuck? So um, I gained the weight back so quickly. People in my office building thought I was pregnant. Um, so in and out, whatever, I, I feel like I became a self-fulfilling prophecy. They said I was fat. I'll show you fat. And um, my last um, measured weight was 225. I've been going through a lot of old stuff and seeing pictures where I'm like, I, it's got to be bigger than that. So it could have been up to 250. Um, so when I was 44, 17 years ago, 17, 18 years ago, I decided to have bariatric surgery. Um, it's a decision I made. It's uh, my story. So I talk about it openly in these rooms. And it, I do it again in a heartbeat. And what I say is that that was a tool that that worked for me. And it is a tool. Um, the surgery definitely helped me get the weight off. And it's only with program, which I found a year later, that I'm able to keep it off. That's my story. Um, so, I mean, I did that and I just, I, because I didn't have another failure in me. I knew about program. Well, I knew there was this thing called OA and I've been to a few meetings here and there. Um, actually, when I moved to LA, Serenity Sunday was the first meeting. I came to and I went up and got a newcomer chip because the secretary was really cute and I got a hug. Um, but I didn't, yeah, it didn't do much else. Um, so a year after um, my surgery, I lost 99 pounds. Wasn't a perfect 100, but a failure. And um, <laughs> And I found my way in, into the room with um, uh, a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, who we actually had like very parallel lives. I mean, to the point where both of our parents went to Fairfax and, you know, both had extreme narcissism. So that something was in the water coolers there. I don't know. Um, That's your first brought time. Me in. Thank you. And I haven't left. Um for any newcomers out there, don't do what I did. I didn't get a sponsor for the longest time because, oh my God, how could anyone deal with me? How could I, you know, it just was not good. And then when I tried to get a sponsor, I, I couldn't. I asked someone, I'm like, finally asked someone and they were full. I mean, and someone actually uh, from the Saturday Sunday podium said, shared that they were looking for a sponsee. And by the time I got to her after the meeting, she was full. So um, I actually found one that had what I wanted at that moment, which was availability. And that that was enough. And she took me through uh, 11 steps. And then I had to leave her because she was mean and um, took a long time. But now I've, I've worked with a sponsor who um, just is the perfect person for me. Doesn't let me get away with any crap because um, I, I can intellectualize it really well and she's like she doesn't buy it so that's kept me on the straight you know 
Okay. So I want to talk about God because um, I had a really bad relationship with God. Uh, I um, obviously wasn't there. Obviously, he just left me in the gutter. Like, how could all these horrible things be happening to me? How, how could there be a God? How could there be Hitler and a God? How, you know, how is any of that possible? Why has he forsaken me? Um, I didn't think God just like didn't think about me. I thought he was taunting me, actually. And, um, you know, Lucy, you know, God was Lucy with the football. Um, my answer in that, like, that actor studio obnoxious quiz when they said, you know, what, if it exists, what do you want God to say when you reach the pearly gates? And my answer intuitively was, I'm sorry. That's God apologizing to me. Pretty quick today. So um, I, I was sure there would be no spiritual awakening for me. So about five, six years ago, two things happened that galvanized my program. My uh, sponsor and I, we went on sober eating because I had gained some weight and I wasn't happy about it. And that's basically, I, I log my meals, I commit my meals. God, I never want to do that. Um, and if I'm going to change something, I let her know. Um, and I took a big book workshop. So I'd never really gotten into the, in, into the book. And boy, is it great. So it was in that workshop during uh, reading We Agnostics um, that I had a spiritual awakening. So I, I tell I've had two. One then and one just a few months ago. Stay tuned. So we're reading in We Agnostics where, you know, the guy is looking at this. He's kind of intellectualizing it. You know, he thinks this, he thinks that, blah, blah, blah. And it says, you know, whether we agree with his approach or not, experience has taught us that these are matters about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. Pretty banal sentence, right? But not to me. I just went, bing, because there were those three little words for our purpose. And that's when I realized I can intellectualize. I hear all this mental masturbation. None of that matters because what's my purpose? My purpose is to recover. And all that stuff gets in the way of, of me recovering. So that was big. That was, that was huge. Um, and so I was like, wow, okay, that's a spiritual awakening. I mean, it was physical. I just, you know, in the room, I was, um, not that God and I were hunky-dory all the time after that, because I, I would still have a lot of problems, um, still have a lot of second guessing. Um, trying, I added to the third step prayer, may I hear and do thy will? Because I'm like, how do I know? How do I know what his will is? Um, and it it was... I was getting all confused, right? Because I hear people say, well, God doesn't make things happen. And he's here when things happen. You know, when the bad stuff happens, God cries. Um, and I always felt like God got, got all, uh, all the accolades and none of the blame, right? Um, so I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, and last March, yeah, a few months ago, went through 
another breakup and I was pissed. I now was pissed. I was pissed at him, but I was pissed at God. And I'm like, does God want me to be alone? Does God, you know, what more does he need me to learn? What, what? And I realized then that if, if, if my concept of my higher power is some, something that has my back, um, then I got that God's only will is to recover. That gave me an incredible sense of calm and acceptance that I could accept that that was God's only plan for me and only will for me. It made it really simple. It took all this other stuff away, right? Um, and just let me zero in on, on recovery. And it so much crap just fell away from me. Um, the blame, the anger, the um, and that things, you know, things happen. Things happen. They happen because they happen. They happen for a reason. I don't cotton to that, but I do believe that they happen for a lesson. If I can get a lesson out of it, then I'm good with it. Um, so that that was great. And um, I want to talk about the promises a little bit because my relationship with the promises when I started was really bad also. They, they came true for you. They were not going to come true for me. And the promises that I had before, like really didn't come true. So I was pissed. But um, it's amazing when I, when I did look at them and I thought, hey, they do. They do come true. And it gave me the new um, understanding of for today. Doesn't mean they're all true all at the same time, every second of every day. But we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. The freedom that I feel from accepting what is out there is, is just beyond. I love that we will not regret the the past nor wish to shut the door on it um i deal with a lot of stuff in the past right and it's but whatever it is it's what made me who i am and where i've got to today um i finally do comprehend the word serenity and that's what i got when i got into acceptance and and then listening to the serenity prayer is weird right so it's like uh, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I'm like, but once once I accepted the things I couldn't change, is when I got the serenity. So that was that's funny. Um, or how our experience can benefit others. Feeling of uselessness and self pity will disappear. Um, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. I love that. That is so radical. Like all of it will change. And so if I, I look through things, look at things through program eyes, then um, then that's that's the promise. And then that's something that you know has 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 changed and causes my actions to change. 
what does recovery look like in every moment of my day? What what are living these principles in all of our affairs? Um, Self pity is still kind of difficult for me. I definitely uh, my last uh, fourth step, um, and I'll do a fourth step. You know, like a spot fourth step on certain things. Um, after every breakup, I do a fourth step, and that helps a lot. Um, I once did a fourth step on my thighs, and I have a completely different relationship there. Um, but the, what what came up in the last one was how how many how many times I I could get a word for for pity, like I get I had so many different words meaning pity, um, and intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. That is sometimes you know I I I used to kind of argue with on awakening. Where it says, you know, we'll have an intuitive thought or feeling. I don't know. I, I didn't bookmark it, but I, I, because I thought my intuition is not good because my brain's broken, right? So, um, you know, my best thinking, it's like, okay, this is how it goes. I have a cold, and vitamin C is really good for a cold, and potatoes have vitamin C, so I should have some potato chips. Totally logical. Totally logical. Um, so that's my best thinking. And then just really recently reading it and going, oh, oh, that's God's intuition. Oh, I get it. That's what's amazing about this book. Um, suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Absolutely. I and that's goes into the miracles too. That my size is one number and one letter. No, no, no extra X's and L's. Um, that's a freaking miracle. That I don't have a bowl of bridge mix next to me every single moment of the day. That's a miracle. Could I do that? No. And in in knowing intrinsically that God's will for me is to recover. Um, you know, past few years have stuck for everyone, but, um, you know, was it God's will for my parents to die eight days apart? No. But it was God's will that I didn't binge over it. You know, was it God's will for this guy not want to take the leap? No. But it's God's will that I didn't run to a couple other guys named Ben and Jared, right? So three minutes left. Thank you. You know, that's his will for me. Um, and then where it goes, are are these extravagant promises? You think no. So I thought being the word nerd that I am, I'm gonna look up the word extravagant. You know, you think, oh, these are out. Oh, these are all wonderful. So, you know, unrestrained. But the second definition, which only word nerds look at, is recklessly wasteful. Are these recklessly wasteful? Uh-uh. Obviously not. Um, and sometimes quickly, they will always materialize if we work for them. I think it is no, you know, you can't forget that. This book, time and again, in a million different ways, says, yeah, 
you can have all this if you work for it. If you take the action, you know, that that got me doing the 11th step too. I think that um, where it said, you know, it says sought through paramedication. Oh, I have to do something. That's a verb. I have to do it. Um, and and so that, you know, I it's no surprise we say we are working the steps if we work for it. It will come. It will come. And, um, you know, contingent. This is, um, and, and, and this is the work. And this is the lifelong work and the work of going deeper and deeper and deeper. And, you know, I we use the, the term, you know, peeling the onion. And I think that's really apt because onions can make you cry. Right. And so that's okay. Because the, the the more I can get down there, um, the more I deal with it, the more I don't have to deal with it. And I just brought my sponsee through something that she wanted to run away from. It was a business thing. But I said, you you know, you've done this before. You did this with your family. You did this with your husband. You did this, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you can't quit. You can't run away from it because this is the work you know, to take these principles in all of our affairs, you know, in the kitchen. Yes, obviously, but in the office, in the wherever you are. Um, and that's a real gift. And just I'll, I'll, I'll close with I used to, you know, people would come up and go, oh, my absence, the most important thing in my life. Um, uh, programs, the most important thing in my life. And I'm like, the most important thing, you know, loser. And um, I'm happy that I'm one of those losers now in all in 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 all ways. So thank you, Lewis, for asking me to be here. I love you all. And I want to hear the show.